ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus. I screwed with you on that one, didn't I? No. It sounded great. You are tuned in to the Lone Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC. John Coleman. Dio was popping. You're wearing the same shirt on this episode as you wore last episode. Mm. What happened? Laundry day? Yeah. Mom's on vacation? No, I just Mom's I got, on I, vacation. I didn't want to put her to work, man. I got I got three three semi-wrinkled, not too bad shirts. I'm in rotation now. Okay. I like this it one, the checker one. This is this one is starting to smell like red onions though under the armpit, so I might have to retire it. Ooh, okay. It's a now, very descriptive smell. Now, is that something that you have to do? On the regular, and it's like a process. Like, do you have like a, a, a ceremony where you retire the one and you go out shopping and you bring in it's, two more? It's more like I put them on the left, far left side of like the clo- like the closet, and then, you know, slowly I'll make my way to the new ones. What do you do with the old ones? Do you donate them? No, I just leave them there like in a crumpled ball until it's time, until I'm all the way out. Until like now I have to wear like the shirts I actually like to work. Because, you know, you wear the uniform. This is my uniform, Dustin. Yeah. Like in baseball, I get it dirty. These are my, you know, it's my rite of passage. So when I put this on, I know it's time. Yeah, to it's cast. your lucky shirt, probably, right? Like you have good days. Like I have, I have a pair of underwear that I'm like, if I really need to have a good day at work, bro, I put that pair of underwear on. I think I got this from TJ Maxx on clearance. It had like a red sticker. It said five dollars. I paid more for hamburgers than I did for this shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Well, no, I was screwing with you on the intro just because I, 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 um, I played with the cadence a little bit. I, you know, just a tempo, but you said the same words, didn't you? Well, same words, yes. Different, but the same oh, words. Yeah, yeah, very different meaning. We <laughs> yes. see it like this. Correct. Right. Yeah. So I don't even know what what transpired. It's kind of the mood I'm in right, right. now. Right. It's funky. That's, yeah. It's yeah. Fun. It's kind of funky. Yeah. You know what's not funky though? What's not funky, Dio? Someone's work schedule. Okay. Someone's work schedule. You like how I did that? <laughs> I did, like I, that yeah. was like that was subtle, like a fart. Uh, yes. In in a confessional. Or, yeah. Or in the elevator. Either or. Yeah. <laughs> not me. Well, you don't go to confessionals. Therefore, it's hard for you to pass gas. Never have I ever. Flat, what's it called? Flatulate. Fla- flatulate yeah. in the confessional. Mm-hmm. You and Father Jim. Father Father Time. Father, yeah. yeah. No, but we, we've had some requests like, hey, Dio, hey, JC, can you do an episode on like the ideal work schedule for a loan officer? And, and I'm like, well, I can do the ideal work schedule for a business professional, right. honestly. Yeah, that's translatable. Like, like, we talk a lot about loan officers because, well, it's called the Loan Officer mm-hmm. Podcast, but really it's called that because I am one. Mm-hmm. That's what I know. Like, my degree's in advertising and public relations. Your degree's in marketing. Mm-hmm. You worked at EA Sports doing everything from testing out video games to... Hanging out with celebrities. Hanging out with, with celebrities. Mm-hmm. I sold television advertising at both the national level and the local level. I started as an assistant... Um, and then I moved into becoming a loan originator from a loan officer to a to a sales manager, producing that was a producing branch manager, a regional producing mm. branch, uh, producing regional. And then it's like, nah, I'm just going to help run my mortgage company that has its eight branches and its hundred associates with my two partners, David and Mike. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and launch a podcast because it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun to do it, especially with John Coleman. Yep. And on the side, I'm going to hook up with two of my lifelong friends, and we're going to start a real estate investment company. Let's go. So whether I'm talking about someone running a podcast full-time, right. you and I do it part-time, you and I do it because it's a passion project, mm-hmm. throw it out in the universe, what do we want to do with the podcast? Turn it full-time, make Turn it, it full-time, make it big time. Yep. Um, but whether it's the podcast, whether it's real estate investment, whether I was a life insurance salesperson, mm-hmm. 
whether I'm my sister, and my sister is very successful. She runs a credentialing business. Mm -hmm. You don't know what that is because I didn't know what that, what that was. <laughs> Essentially, if you are a healthcare provider, whether it's mental health or physical health, and you need to be credentialed with like Medicaid or Medicare mm -hmm. or maybe a certain insurance carrier, there's a bunch of paperwork and red tape you have to go through. My sister mastered that red tape and she does it as a for fee for those um, uh, uh, medical right, providers, right. okay? So it doesn't matter what business I'm running. I need to have a set schedule that is predictable. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna talk to the loan officers out there, but I want anyone tuned in to listen how it would apply to your industry as well. Okay. Right, because there's definitely gonna be some nuances. If I'm talking to someone who owns a bar, it may be difficult for a bar owner to work Monday through Friday, 7.45 to 5 p.m. Yeah. Right? That just may be difficult to do. But some of the principles that we're going to talk about will definitely apply. Mm -hmm. So I'm talking to a realtor, right? especially a residential realtor. If you're a residential realtor trying to work Monday through Friday, mm -hmm. 8 to 6, mm -hmm. it doesn't apply. Like I understand that your clients may very well need you to meet them after they finish their yep. job. Yep. They, may, they may only have the weekends to look at properties, at which point you then have to arrange your schedule accordingly. But I would still encourage any realtor I was coaching to work a predictable schedule, mm -hmm. to have things called theme days, mm. to always be focused on green time and not red time. Oh. That's something new for you, isn't it, Yeah, John? green time and red time. Green time and red time. We're going to talk more about green time and red time later on in this episode. Okay. First, yeah. let's remind anyone who's tuned in for the first time. Here's what John and I don't know. We don't know if you're listening to us or if you're watching us. So we just want to remind you, if you're watching us, it must mean you're on YouTube because that's where we're found. We are on YouTube. We have our own YouTube channel. It is called The Loan Officer Podcast. Mm -hmm. But if you'd prefer to listen to us, you can listen to us by tuning into Spotify. Yep. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Google Play, or really anywhere where you can find podcasts we're found. Mm -hmm. We are The Loan Officer Podcast. The Loan Officer Podcast. Social media, we're all over social media. We TikTok, we Instagram, we Facebook. We even have a designated LinkedIn page mm -hmm. for The Loan Officer Podcast. Yep. And if you want to connect with me individually, I am Dustin Owen on LinkedIn. Yes, sir. If you type in Dustin Owen, you'll find Waterstone Mortgage and The Loan Officer Podcast. That's me. I do both. Word. He's John Coleman, or just John. Yep. And you can find him on Google. Yes. Well done. That was a smooth delivery. <sighs> yeah, I've been doing this once or twice, John. Yeah, it's like Morning Edition on NPR. I don't know what you're talking about, John. Well, you don't National Public Radio? I know what NPR is. Yeah. I don't know what Morning Edition oh, is. Oh, it's like what some, I don't know, show they play in the morning, and they have a lady's voice that's just soothing, like butter. That's how you delivered it. It's not soothing like um, Delilah. Delilah. You don't want to talk about her. Delilah, man. She never, it was always busy, bro. I never got through. That's right. You tried to call, didn't you? Yep, in high school. And that was such a, what a nerd. You had a crush on some girl? <laughs> what a dork. Oh, good for you. Here's what I didn't like. She wouldn't shut the, oh. <laughs> I'm like, Delilah, I like, I like the first 20 or 30 seconds, but play the goddamn song. Right? Thanks for bleeping that up for me. Now I don't have to go back and post it. Yeah, but now you got to bleep out GD. Oh, no, that's fine. Oh, I can say GD? Yeah. Uh, some of my religious friends may find it a little bit off-putting that I use the Lord's name in vain. Well, tell them to play it in Chick-fil-A on a Sunday. It'll be fine. Yes, that is allowed to be played. Chick-fil-A on a Sunday, yeah. 100%. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. 
All Shout right. out to Chick-fil-A. Shout out Chick-fil-A. By the way, we said this on the last episode. I'm going to keep on repeating it. Chick-fil-A is not fast food. Chick-fil-A is fast food. No, it's not. They have waffle fries. If you don't, if you don't order the fries, it's not fast food. Get the fruit, get an unsweet tea or water, and just order their chicken, and it's not fast food. But their food. fruit isn't fresh. They have the preservatives that make them taste like they came from John, a damn can. you're not going to win this one. You're not going to win this one. All We're right. just going to move on. All right, so let's start the day Let, by not... By going to Chick-fil-A by going and, to and getting some Chick-fil-A minis. Okay. But you can't get those little hash browns, although they're yummy. Why don't you like the hash browns? Like, I said oh, the chicken. Oh, the chicken. God. Yeah, what about the buttery biscuit? That's 12,000 calories. <laughs> let's ignore that. No. All right, here's what people need to understand mm-hmm. about a schedule in general. It's a schedule. It's to be predictable. It's to keep you in line. It's to keep you focused. It's so that you don't have to think about that so you can think about important things. Mm -hmm. If I have to think about what do I have to do today, I'm not working on what I have to do today. I'm working on (laughs) what I have to do. Like, trying to remember it. No. So here's what I coach, I preach, I teach, and I live. And it's worked for me. I'm not saying your way doesn't work for for you. you. What I'm saying is I don't know many people that don't do it this way and they're successful. Mm. Again, successful means they are a top producer in their organization. Now, a top producer may mean, you know, there's eight accountants and they're the best accountant out of eight. Mm-hmm. A top producer may mean there's 20 loan officers and they are one of the top three in production. Right. They're a, um, I mean, you, you put it, you, they're an electrician, they're a plumber, mm. they're a carpenter. Whatever the case may be, they're able to do more work at a higher quality than their peers. Right. That's what I mean by successful. A lot of times people get angry with me, people meaning my wife, because I like to designate success with money. Mm. And I've realized as I've gotten older and I went from in my 30s into my 40s that success isn't always about money. But I can call success as when compared to your peers – what is your productivity? What are you producing? What's your output compared to them? Yeah. If you're not in the top 20%, okay. Well then, and what I'm saying is I don't know many people that produce in the top 20% that don't follow something similar to this. Right. So what I'm going to lay out, and this is going to be geared towards my loan officer friends, but I want everyone else to kind of tune in. So first and foremost, you get up every day at the same time. Mm. Every day. You get up at the same time. You have the same routine. Right, find a routine that works for you and set it. My routine is I roll out of bed, I brush my teeth, I made my coffee the night before and I use the timer on my coffee. Mm. If I got super lazy, then I do have some Keurigs, they are my backup. So not only do I, like I have the coffee, but then I have the coffee that goes off five minutes before I wake up. Because when I wake up, I want to be able to brush my teeth first, which I know is weird, that's what I do. Many people don't brush their teeth after they've eaten breakfast. Mm. I brush my teeth right away. I hate morning breath. Then I put on my clothes, and usually my clothes are whatever gym clothes I was wearing the night before, mm-hmm. you know, T-shirt and a pair of gym shorts. I then grab my cell phone because I do not sleep with my cell phone in my bedroom. Mm. That was some advice I was given like seven, eight years ago. I love, love, love it. That thing gets put down at 10.10 every night. Mm. And the reason why it gets put down at 10.10 is because at 10.02, I receive reports sales reports that are automatically generated by one of our internal um, computer systems. Mm -hmm. And I like to look at those sales reports before I go to bed. So I put, put my phone outside the bedroom. 
So when I get up in the morning and I brush my teeth and my coffee's being made already for me, I then can grab my phone, I can pour my cup of coffee, I can go turn on the light that's next to the couch, I can sit on the couch and I check work email, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. In that order? No. Okay. No, there's no order to how I do it. Okay. Then I check the news. There's two news as I check. I'm old school. I still love Yahoo News. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll fess up. And I like my, my Apple app, okay. right, for the news. Mm-hmm. And I either drink one or two cups of coffee before I go exercise. Mm-hmm. I get up every morning at 6 a.m. That's my routine. I exercise from 7 to 8, from 8 to 8.30. That's when I shower, I shave, I get dressed for the day, and I'm in my car driving to work. Mm. That works every day but Wednesday. Wednesday, I have to shave a half hour off of my schedule because I actually have an in-person meeting at 8.30. Mm. But I arrive into the office at 9 o'clock. My Mm. hours are 9 to Mm -hmm. 5. Now, were my hours always 9 to 5? No. No, at one point, they were were 7 to 7. Right. And I wasn't exercising. (laughs) You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's definitely a, a transition, but it's very predictable. It's very predictable. You should know that if you walk past my office at 8.15 in the morning, you're not going to find me. Mm-hmm. you got to call me. Mm-hmm. You're not going to find me until 9 o'clock in the office, except for on Wednesdays. And even on Wednesdays, I'm not available because mm-hmm. I'm in a meeting. Correct. Right? But it's that predictable. It's that routine. Because with a routine, I find I make less mistakes. With a routine, I find I'm less stressed out. Mm-hmm. Well, if I'm not making mistakes and I'm not stressed out, I'm at the top of my game. Mm-hmm. That's that much more brain power I can use towards being the most productive associate that I can be. And I start my day in the office. And salespeople, this goes for you. And look, our our COVID warriors, our work from home warriors. I can get just as much done at home as I can in the yeah, office. I'm gonna talk about that. I'm gonna I'm gonna give my give my thoughts and my opinions on on that in general. But I I don't believe in a totality. I don't think the masses can. Mm-hmm. And I sure as heck don't think you can get it done better and that you're any better because you work from home. Mm-hmm. You may be able to do it the same, right? It may be easier for you, but I'm not convinced that you're more productive. Mm-hmm. You can be equally as productive, but I'm not convinced. Mm-hmm. And I, I want you in the office. But here's really why I'm going to go, I guess, go down there. I want you in the office because we talked about this on a previous episode. Like you are the sum of the people that you surround yourself with. So you being in the office, if you are the top performer, you make the company better when other people are around you. If you're not number one, that means you're number last. Ricky Bobby told me that if you're not first, you're last. You need to be in the office just so you can soak up by osmosis Mm -hmm. what the team is doing. You can buy into the camaraderie. Right, you can you can be all in. Mm-hmm. You're not all in working from your den. You're just not. You're not all in when you're working from your den. Mm-hmm. Put that on TikTok. I know. Yeah, I just did. <laughs> Thank you. There it is. There it is. So I'm going to teach and preach. You start your day in the office every day. I don't care if you're Kevin Murphy and or you're Casey McElroy and you get in at 7:45 a.m. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're Dustin Owen who gets in at nine or John Coleman who gets in at ten. Mm-hmm. I know what time you get in. Mm-hmm. You know what time I get in. Yep. David Holbrook gets in before Mike Smalley, and Mike Smalley gets in before Dustin Owen. Yep. David and Mike know not to look for me yep. until 9. Oh, when I pull in at a certain time, I know what cars to find where in the parking lot. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the people who are here, by the way, early, all of them are top producers. Word. Look, all of them are top producers. Those people, Mike Smalley, yeah, top producer. Kevin Murphy, yeah, top producer. Casey McElroy, yeah, top 
producer. Yo, I'm, I don't think Casey got a house because I've only seen Casey in his office. That's all only place I see him in his office. He lives there. He's Casey's in from seven forty-five to about five forty-five. But you know what Casey's also doing? When he's at his in his office. He's like working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I'm saying you can be here all the time and not. He has his headphones in. He listens to classical music. Yeah, shout classical. Yeah, and he just cranks out his yeah. work. Yep. So I'm gonna teach you right now. That that's what you do. You get up every morning. You come into your office, right? You cannot become better if you're not surrounding yourself with people who are better than you, mm-hmm. especially if you're in sales. Right, like this whole like I'm gonna be a loan officer. I have no experience. I'm gonna work from my house. Word. No. Sign me that's up. That's a terrible idea. I know. Terrible, terrible, terrible. There's gonna be exceptions. Well, I'm on a call center setup, and I have my manager who's in my left ear, and the clients in mm. my right ear, and I have to be logged in on Zoom. So really, I'm with five other people, and we're chatting along the way because we have jabber yeah okay got it look I'm not talking about you yeah correct correct <laughs> we're not talking about it. like in yeah. general in general you need to be at a place of employment surrounded by people who are better than you surrounded by people that you can make better and work in collaboration mm-hmm. you need to be predictable set a schedule and work it especially salespeople who like to be like, oh, I can do whatever I'll I want. I'll take it on a yeah. call. I'll take the call yeah, on the my, my, my next door neighbor, Andrew, I talk about him often. Mm-hmm. I promise you, Andrew's the first or second person into his office every single day. He's also one of the first person gone, except for those that work half days. Mm-hmm. Andrew works eight to four. That's his schedule. Mm-hmm. He's a top producer, not just in his market, in his whole entire company. It's a nationwide company. When Andrew gets in, he shuts the door, he puts on his headset, and he makes his 200 calls every single day. No. Nah. It's that easy. It is that easy. He just, the one thing that he controls is what time he gets up, what time he gets to work, and what he does when he's there. And he works in complete day. Nothing ever lets, allows Andrew to get sidetracked. Mm. Right? This is when we're talking about red time versus green time. Oh, okay. So red time versus green time. Green time, green is money. Green is productivity. You have to ask yourself, when you're in the office, is what I'm doing going to allow me to bring in more revenue, to make another sale? Or is what I'm doing nothing more besides picking up one piece of paper and moving it from the left side of the desk to the right side of the desk? Mm, Damn. Reorganizing your filing drawers? Yeah, that probably needs to be done. First thing in the morning on a Monday? Probably not. No. That's something you do on Sunday. Right. Before you even The get- Sunday after the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. When you're just burnt out of football. Look, I love football, but by like Super Bowl, I'm done. I'm out. Cool. I'm going to come into the office. That's like mid-February, probably around Valentine's Day. So I'm trying to avoid Valentine's Day altogether. <laughs> it's a stupid holiday. Because <laughs> I love my wife 365 days a year, and wah, I show her that. Wah. Hopefully she listened this far. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's not something you do. Mm-hmm. Revamping that that spreadsheet to make it better. Oh, if, if oh, I I could optimize this spreadsheet. It's then, a three hour project. That's red time. We don't do red time Monday through Friday nine to five. Really? Monday through Friday nine to five it needs to be con, it needs to be green time. Mm. And if you focus on green time and you bring in so much business, you can always hire someone to do your red time stuff. Right? Anything that's administrative. Right? Anything that's paperwork intensive, mm-hmm. anything that, that requires filing, right? that's, that's red time. 
you need to do less red time, more green time. And in, in whatever your industry is, you have to sit back and say, what pays my bills? What pays my bills? Whether or not um, your processor called the borrower within 12 hours, 24 hours, or 36 hours of receiving the file, it's of no concern to you, in my opinion. Yeah, you don't need to worry about that. What should be of concern to you is making sure you show up once a week to your pipeline meeting and that you're managing your loan through the pipeline, but you're not micromanaging to the point that you care whether or not something was done within 24 or 36. Well, the manual says mm -hmm. she or he must do this in 24 hours, and it took them 40. You dropped a ball. No, is this loan going to close on time? Is my client receiving B-plus or better service? The answer is yes to both of them. Then I need to go back and focus on green time. Green time is a loan officer bringing leads in the door. Well, how do I bring leads in the door? Well, I need to be prospecting. How do I prospect? Here's how I prospect. I pick up the phone. I call realtors who already know me and I already know them. And I ask them, hey, what's new in your world? Who are you currently working with that could use my services? Hmm. As a loan officer, I need to go meet more people that are realtors that can refer me business. I'm gonna pick up the phone and I'm gonna call and introduce myself. Hey, John Coleman, this is Dustin Owner at Waterstone Mortgage. We don't know each other, but I work with three other agents in your office. They told me about you and said that we should be connected. Mm -hmm. I'm calling to introduce myself and to see how I could steal 15 or 20 minutes of your time to sit down and buy you a cup of coffee and get to know each other, right? Like yeah. whatever the case may be. Yeah. Calling a past client to offer them a free mortgage review. That's green time. That's something that could bring me incremental business. Business that I wasn't going to get had I not been doing it. Mm. So in general, when you're looking at your schedule, ask yourself, is what I'm doing green time or red time? Because we can get very busy. All of us mm -hmm. can get very busy doing red time. All day, every like day. My buddy, the dentist. My buddy, the dentist. He gets paid to see patients, period, end of story. That's it. Mm -hmm. If he's sitting in a lab working on the latest, greatest bridge or, mm -hmm. or implant technology, unless someone paid him a boatload of money to make that bridge for, for them, yeah. not the highest and best use of his time. Mm -hmm. He needs to send that bridge work off to a lab, off, not offshore, yeah. but outsource it, yeah. outsource it. He needs to see patients. He needs to make sure they're bringing new patients in the door. He needs to make sure that his dental hygienist are seeing four, six, eight new cleanings every mm -hmm. single day. Yeah, so I have a question. So someone like Mike Smaller, you think if he had like a red light, green light outside of his office, what do you think is like green all day, every day? Well, no, because he like most of us. Like, look, we're all human. Mike's going to get sucked into his youth baseball world for an hour or two. <laughs> right, right. Right during football season, you're going to walk past Mike's office and he's going to be all over War Chant, which is Florida State's like, <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know what you call that. It's like a website for the boosters mm -hmm. to all like, share inside scoop of what's going on with the football team. Mm -hmm. But yes, the majority of Mike's day would yeah. be green. Yeah. And I want people to also know that like, it's okay to have a bad day. Yeah. It's okay to have a bad day. What's not okay is for every day to be that same bad day. Yeah. We need to understand what it is that, that we make the most money on. We need to be focused on that. Anything that we don't make money on or anything that we don't make a good amount of money on, we need to outsource it. Whether that's to hire someone to come do it for us, or, or whether it's to just not do it at all. Mm. Right, that was a conversation I had with one of our loan officers. Like, he's really good at his job. No one can do it better than me. I'm, I'm the best. Yes. He may be true. Mm -hmm. Or he may be right. Mm -hmm. It may be true.
But does your client who obtains a mortgage every seven years know the difference between your A-plus work and someone else's B-plus work? Mm, probably not. Probably not. So could you not hire someone to come and do it at 80% of your excellence, mm. which is still enough to get a five-star review from the client? Right. Right, because there's a thing called law of diminishing returns. Ooh. Right? So, like, even with your service, it can be too much. Like, th there can be too much. You can go too far above and beyond. So, he is spending this loan officer too much time in the red because he can't overcome his mentality of no one can do it better than me, therefore I must do it. I got to do it all. I got I, I to gotta do it all when I'm trying to coach you and teach him. It's like, yeah, but, I mean, that's fine if you're happy. Like, mm -hmm. if you're happy, cool. Mm -hmm. You love your W-2. You love how much money you saved last year. You, you love how much money you, you donated to the less fortunate. And you just want more of the same. Then high five, bro. Yeah, keep it going. But if you're going to call and complain about something mm. and you're going to want my help, then I'm going to point out some, some, some things. And one of this is too much time on red time, not enough on green time. Mm. So that's part of it. So let me, like, recap what the schedule looks like. Mm -hmm. Like, in a nutshell, I know we're kind of getting long, and we can probably cut this episode on, on the shorter side. The perfect week. It starts with getting up and getting your ass to the office and putting on your uniform, people. Yeah, yeah. Put on your goddamn uniform. There's that word again. Mm -hmm. Nothing gets under my skin more than that. I'm tired of seeing you come in and flip-flops and T-shirts and shorts. I'm so comfortable. I work more productive when I'm comfortable. That may work for many, many professions, just none that I've been a part of. Damn. Okay? Put on your uniform and come to work. When I put on my uniform, I know it's game time. Mm -hmm. So... Party boy Dio from Austin, he doesn't come out. That guy wears camo uh, chubbies, right, with right. a black tank top, a cowboy hat, and flip-flops. Right, yeah. Okay? Right. That guy does not come into Waterstone Mortgage Monday through Friday. Right. So you're going to come in, you know, dress appropriately. You're going to surround yourself with other mortgage, with other professionals, whether they're mortgage-related, accounting-related, or whatever your field of choice is. Mm -hmm. There are other professionals that do what you do, and you're going to feed off each other. Mm -hmm. And when you're there, you're going to be focused on green time, not red time. And green time is what you're paid to do. Red time is everything else. Nice. Right? Yeah. That's the easiest way to, to, to put it. If you're a salesperson, you're paid to go make a sale. You're paid to go network. You're paid to go have meetings. Yeah, you're not paid to go refile cabinets. Yes, everything else. If you're an accountant, maybe you're paid to right. sit there and work are. on a spreadsheet. Yeah. Make sure the bills get paid on time. Make sure the invoices are accurate. Make sure the commission checks are accurate. Right, that's your job. Anything outside of that, mm -mm. that's red time. You need to be focused on your particular green time. Yeah. You need to become predictable. And the way I become predictable, I love theme days. We did a whole entire episode on theme days like two years ago now, John, or a year and a half ago. But theme days is basically this. As a loan officer, I know there are certain things I need to get done during the week. Mm -hmm. I know I need to call my existing realtors. I know I need to reach out to my past clients. I know I need to give status updates or file updates on the files I have currently in process. I also know I need to continue prospecting new builders and realtors to build referral relationships with. Mm -hmm. So what I do when I come in every single morning, Monday's the day that I call the 20 realtors that I already know, mm -hmm. and I just check in on them. I let them know I'm getting ready to schedule out my week, and I will need to know if they have someone that they're working with that I need to fit into my schedule. Mm -hmm. Basically, it's my way of calling to ask for referrals from people who already know, like, and trust me. Mm -hmm. Then on Tuesdays, I'm going to spend that whole entire day giving status updates to everyone involved in the transaction. Mm -hmm. Now, 
if you're a, a supply chain management, you should, you could be calling your people to talk about their purchase orders and where they stand in the in the supply chain mm-hmm. and when you expect delivery and what you're going to be delivered. I mean, that's something that you could be doing because when I'm doing that, I'm not doing that necessarily to give an update. I'm doing that because it's a sales call. It's an opportunity for me to talk to a client yep. and two other or three other, like if I'm a loan officer, I have a listing agent, I have a buyer's agent and a title company who are interested parties in that transaction. I'm giving them an update as well. Yep. Wednesdays, I understand in sales, my past clients is a great referral source. I want to make sure that every single Wednesday I'm reaching out to my past clients, whether I'm calling everyone whose birthday is that week, whether I'm calling everyone who obtained a mortgage in that same month. So right now we're in the month of July. I'm calling all of the people who I did a loan for in July, whether it's July of 2013 or July of 2020, mm-hmm. I'm giving them a call. And when I'm checking in, yes, I'm going to offer them a free mortgage review, but really what am I doing? I'm fishing for business. Mm-hmm. Then on Thursdays, Thursday is a day that I realize that, hey, I need to be proactively finding and creating new referral relationships. That's when I'm going to target those people that I don't yet know. Mm-hmm. I haven't yet met with. And I'm going to spend a good part of my day, whether it's one hour or three hours, picking up the phone, sending text messages, sending LinkedIn messages, working my drip campaign, whatever it is that I'm doing to try to get in front of those people. Yep. Fridays for me is my free day. Mm. I'm a top producer, John. Not even going to hide from it. I gave myself Fridays because I realized that one Friday every month, I'm not even in the office. I take it off. Mm. Whether Michelle and I go to New York City, whether we go down to the Keys, whether... Whatever the case may be, I just take them off. Mm-hmm. So Friday is just my catch all day. It's, you know, for me personally, look, if you haven't made it yet, if you're not there yet, if you're not happy with where you sit with your organization, Friday would be a good day for you also to prospect. And maybe that's when you prospect what you call like your B prospects, mm. like your, your secondary or your auxiliary, like as a loan officer, realtors, builders, and our past clients, that's the bulk of our referral sources. But I can also build relationships with HR directors and divorce attorneys and mm-hmm. estate attorneys. Um, Fridays could be days for me to, 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 to connect with those types of people. Right. It's also a good day, honestly, for me to connect with my circle of influence. Mm-hmm. And my circle of influence are the people who are going to feed me the Thursday calls. Right. So I may just go hook up with my golf buddies or my hunting buddies. We may go have a long lunch at Wing House, Hooters, or Twin Peaks and sip on a couple beers, eat some nachos, eat some wings. And while I'm talking shop with them, figure out who do they know that I don't know mm-hmm. that sells real estate for a living. <laughs> yeah. I do that on my Fridays also. Yeah. You know, that's that's also a, a day that, you know, I can just give back to the community. So that's that's my schedule. Yeah. It starts at 9 a.m. It ends at 5 p.m. I work out at 7 a.m. and I work out at 5.30 p.m. I work out twice a day, almost every single day. That's my schedule. I was only able to do that once my children became old enough. Right. Because it used to be I'd work out at, at 7 a.m., and then at 4 p.m., I would leave the office, not 5, at mm-hmm. 4, and I would go to my son's practice, whether I was coaching him in baseball, flag football, or tackle football. And then when I got home, I'd have an hour's worth of work to do. It was still a schedule, and it was still flexible. Something that I do that maybe people would, would want to uh, make make note of or take, take, take note of, I drive a half hour to and from work every single day. That sounds like an opportunity to take some calls in the car. Every single morning. So... And uh, every single day in the mornings, that's when I catch up. There's a couple trade publications I subscribe to because I'm a huge proponent for being a student to your trade, to your career. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple that I that I uh, follow and I can listen to their daily periodical on in my car. Mm-hmm. 
right? So in, in the mortgage industry, it could be I'm listening to Rob Chrisman because his son Robbie now actually transcribes Rob Chrisman's daily email onto a podcast. Uh, I'm a subscriber of MBS Highway. Uh, so I could be listening to the, the the commentary on that, although quite honestly, that doesn't come out till late. Mm-hmm. Usually it's 9.30, 10, I'm ready in the office by the time that comes out. So it's not that's not probably the best example. Um, but there's there's other things that I can listen to. It could be a podcast. Right? I get a lot of my motivation mm-hmm. and my ideas and my creativity from listening to podcasts. So I do that. Sometimes it is a call. right? Some days I take a call because, because I don't get in until 9 a.m., there's certain times I'll schedule an 8.30, AM call, mm-hmm. knowing that that's when I, my car pulls out of the garage mm-hmm. so I can take my call in the car and it makes me feel less guilty that I don't roll in till nine. Right. And then when I leave, whether I leave at five, five thirty, or four thirty, when I leave, I always take two or three calls. Like Steve Strother, who is our market leader up in Jacksonville, Florida. Shout out Steve. Shout out Steve. He can attest to this because I finally had to tell him one day. I said, Steve, FYI, the reason why I always call you around four forty-five is that I call you on my way to the gym. Right. On my way home, Sue Batello, I do the same exact thing. Sue runs our panhandle of Florida. Well, the panhandle of Florida, if you don't know this, they're in the central time zone most of the time. No way. Yeah, from Panama City all the way to Pensacola, central time zone. What? So when I'm leaving here at 445 or even 5, she's at 345 or 4 o'clock. Her day's still going on. That's a great time for me to catch up with, with, with Sue. Even Murph knows. Like when I'm trying to cover for Murph, he'll come in my office and say, hey, can you, do you, can you take these two calls with you? Oh, yeah. Like, I need to do a client consultation. Yeah. Boom. TLOP listeners. Mm-hmm. There's several TLOP yeah. listeners that will tell you, yeah, I talked to D.O. It was awesome. He was in the and car. I was in the car, guys. I drive a half hour home. Yeah. Like, every single day, I take two calls with me home. The only caveat I'll throw out there is if the call doesn't go well, then I walk into my house and I'm still fired. Mm. And that's not fair to my wife and kids. So I've either had to learn to, if I think the call is going to be one that comes with stress, maybe I do that one before. Um, Or I need to come in and honestly tell my wife, hey, I I need 15. Not now. I need 15, which usually means let me unpack my gym bag, let me me take off whatever clothes I'm wearing, put on my comfy clothes, and let me decompress before you start hitting me with, wah, wah, wah. Well, and she's hitting me with like, hey, she's I'm the first adult she's seen in eight hours. <laughs> and, you know, this kid pissed her off that way. And right. th- this kid pissed her off that way. And well, let me tell you about the my dog day. shit in the bedroom. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, please let me take off my loafers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> These GD shoes have been killing my feet. Um, but that's that, look, I, I don't know if I helped anyone on this, but th- that to me is a work schedule the ideal i think that was the question what's yeah. the ideal work schedule there it is what's well, predictable yeah. it's 40 plus hours a week probably 50 until you've made it you can back it down to 32 or 36 i'm a firm believer that i don't think most people work 40 hours a week mm. i think they're in the office 46 hours a week <laughs> ain't that right yeah but how much that was productive mm, red light time a lot of red light time well <laughs> look if i'm sitting around talking about fantasy football with 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 the guys yeah. right or or i'm 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 talking to uh to, to the girls up front about the vacations are going on that's enjoyable, by the way. Mm-hmm. I need that. That that makes my heart smile, but it's not work. Mm-hmm. I may be at work, but I wasn't doing work. We Ooh. probably only do work 24 to 32 hours out of, out of the week. Right. We get paid to be here for 40-plus hours. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a certain time that you're going to have to work a 12-hour day. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to put in a 16-hour day. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, your schedule should be predictable. Use some of these tricks and tips like theme days, like 
taking a call on your drive in, taking a call on your drive home. Mm -hmm. Make sure you get up and put on your uniform. Make sure that you realize the power of other people and what you bring to them and what they bring to you. I mean, I became a subject matter expert when I began teaching things. So sometimes being in the office and just teaching to someone else makes you better at your job, let alone being at the office and and being able to learn or Mm -hmm. sponge from someone else. Mm -hmm. So that's it. If you have any other questions on this topic, feel free to reach out to us, whether you leave a comment on the YouTube comments, whether you send us a message on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. Um, We like them all, Mm -hmm. right? We'll respond as best as we can, as quick as we can. And if you like what we're doing, please tell someone else to tune in. Please share us. If you're tuned in for the first time, give us a five-star review. Yep. If you don't think we're worth a five-star review, don't give us a review, a review at all. Keep it to yourself. Honestly. No, but, but feel free to reach out to <laughs> yeah. us via LinkedIn. Maybe say, hey, you could do this a little bit better. Right. For those that keep commenting that the YouTube video ran out, I get it. I get it. Look, we had a certain budget that we were operating in when the first 18 months, yeah. and we ended up buying two DS, DSLR cameras. cameras. Look, they're not camcorders. They let you record for 30 minutes, and then they shut off. Mm-hmm. So you'll notice any episode that John is not the co-host on, you don't have that problem. If John's on here with me, mm-hmm. which I prefer when John's on here with me, not that I don't like the guest, yeah. it's just a good dynamic, yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah. Look, at some point, mm-hmm. I'll come off the wallet, Uh-oh. and I'll buy us, dun, dun, I'll buy dun. us a real fancy camera, video camera, yeah. one that doesn't cut out. But in the meantime... I apologize. We give you 30 minutes of our smiling faces. Oh, yeah. And then you get 10 to 20 minutes of the, gr- of the of, of, what do you call that? The title thing? slate. Of the title slate. Yeah. I apologize in advance. We are working on it. Please continue tuning in. Mm-hmm. If you share us enough, we can get rid of that. Right. That, that title slate. There you go. But until we see our subs. Go up. Over 5,000. There you go. That's it, John. Okay. We get the YouTube subs over 5,000. I like that, Dio. I like what I, you just I, did. I will splurge. How much is that camera going to cost let's me? Not, let's talk about it off air. Yeah, a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, and that's got a dust in one's pocket. Yeah, hey, that, like, yeah, like, we don't make money yet yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> like, yeah. we, we, we don't disclosure. sell ads. We don't. There's So this is truly a passion project right. that John and I do because it's fun for us and we enjoy doing it. And if you enjoy what we're doing, yeah. please share us. Yeah. Please like us. Please follow us. Yeah. Okay? Right. We'll continue making it better. We'll continue taking your request. We love your commentary. It helps us grow. It keeps us motivated. So keep it up. Yep. He's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Owen. You've tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast. That's all the time we have for today. We will catch you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.